right, shit. Couch Guys Sports Podcast, episode number 167. Nick Qualia again. No Jared Scally. So last week we didn't have Jared. Jared was with his wife. That was her actual due date last Tuesday. So he was with her all day long. This baby was like, I'm not coming out. This baby did not have any plans to, to come out. Jared had his kid. Finally, I think it was it was over the weekend. So Jared is now a father. So co-host of the show, now a dad. So he's going to miss this week. I did text him yesterday. I was like, hey, like, just just checking. Are you going to be on the podcast tomorrow? And I knew the <laughs> answer, but I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to not ask him and then have him text me today and be like, hey, what time are we doing the show? Last thing. And I felt like a dick asking him, but I kind of like you, you can't you can't assume you just can't assume. So instead, tonight, we've got Al, who's been on the show a million times Al, Al, thank you for being the guest host. Always a pleasure. And congratulations to Jared, obviously, for the birth of his daughter. So great accomplishment. The most badass middle name. Blaze. Love the middle <laughs> name. Had to Had have been. To be. Based on Blaze Jordan. Had to be. Had to be. Having the middle name of your daughter be Blaze is absolutely electric. She is destined to be an ace in a D1 college softball staff. 100% she is destined. Or a D1 volleyball player. Either way. Whatever. What, regardless, she's going to be nasty. There's oh, no yeah. chance that she's not nasty at sports now. Oh, so, congrats to Jared. First, it, it's going to be a quick weekly dump. But let's get to the weekly dump. Quick weekly dump because we got a lot going on here on today's show because there is so much and it's not great. Not a lot of great stuff happening right now in Boston sports. Let's get into it. We've now had four more Miami Marlins test positive for COVID, bringing their total number up to 17 after playing Sunday's game, knowing that they had cases, which is insane to me. They knew. They had cases of coronavirus before they played this game in Philadelphia. And then they go and play they baseball. Played. And they go play. It's ridiculous. And they played anyway. It's like we've, we've seen now for months. We have seen for months how contagious this thing is. Regardless of if you think that it's not that serious of a thing that you can get it, whatever. I'm not on that side of things considering we're watching Eduardo Rodriguez, an athlete who is recovering from coronavirus, who now can't play because he's having heart issues in response to that. So, you know, it's whatever the case is, if you think that it's serious or not, the fact that the Marlins knew that they had cases and were just like, fuck it, let's go play some baseball is insane to me. Do you now, remember when do you remember when you and I, like the first time that this came out, we were like, oh yeah, this isn't a big deal. How bad do we look on that now? Oh, I've I've buried myself a million times. I am oh, so dumb. We, we look so bad. And plus, it's Florida. Do we expect anything less from people in Florida at this point? No. So that's the uh, and we're going to talk about this more in the show too. But that's another question I have. Florida, Arizona, and Texas are getting smoked right now. Mm-hmm. Smoked right now. 
Why are we allowing professional sports teams, if we're trying to get professional sports back, to be in these states? It That doesn't make any sense to me. It, now, you brought up this Ken Rosenthal tweet right before we jumped on. Ken Rosenthal, we recorded this Tuesday, July 28th. Ken Rosenthal, one scenario under discussion, according to source with direct knowledge, Marlins, Phillies would quarantine for undetermined period. Yankees would travel to Baltimore and play Orioles on Wednesday and Thursday. Marlins, Phillies would try to make up postponed games later. So now we're just screwing with the schedule. Is this worth it? <laughs> Is this like No, not even close. Like, don't get me. Like, I love that baseball's back. I love being able to, A, gamble again. Matt Olson the other night won me so much money with that grand slam. Must be nice. Oh, my God. Oh, Must be it was nice. One of the best gambling wins I've ever had. I put plus 650. Okay, I'm going to plus 650. For the A's minus one and a half in the eighth inning. Okay, I'm scrambling. I might be a little intoxicated. I'm not going to say yes or no, but I'm scrambling through the sports book. Rhode Island sports book, so it's legal. Yes. And and I see plus 650 minus one and a half for the A's. And I was like, okay, let's see what's going on here. I go to the ESPN app. Matt Chapman's on third base with one out. I was like, there's no fucking way. And I was looked at my friend and I was like, dude, Hammer this right now. And he hammered it with me. The second that we got the bet in, Chapman gets into a pickle thrown out of home. <laughs> the second we put that bet down. But I was like, it's okay. It's okay. We just need the Angels to tie up the game in the ninth, which they do. 3-3. We go to the 10th inning now after an excruciating bottom of the ninth inning. We get to the 10th inning. Now they're doing the – the Angels don't do anything. We get to the A's bottom half of the 10th. They do the crazy new thing where they add a guy in second base immediately. Right. They load the bases. My man, Matt Olson comes up. And he is between him and Chapman, one of those two. And my other friend doesn't really know baseball that well. So I texted him. I was like, hey, this is best case scenario. So we need him to hit a home run. No, we haven't even done anything yet. Like we've already, our bet is in. We still need that. We still need that minus one and a half. Matt Olson pimped the shit out of that bomb that he hit <laughs> it was oh. one of the best gambling wins i've ever had it was now, so exciting now let me ask you this when when chapman got thrown out at home or into the pickle and he got out were you thinking back to your parlay that you had with the red sox and yankees and thinking this is joe kelly all over again yeah i've suppressed that i haven't thought about that in years <laughs> that was 2018 <laughs> I suppressed that so deep. I can't even I can't even believe you remember that. That was terrible. Joe Kelly, and that was that was one that would have won me a couple hundred bucks. You brought it up on the trivia the, when you were on the trivia. You brought that oh, back yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, and Joe Kelly porked me. <laughs> they had the lead in Tampa Bay and he just blew it. I think that's it one was, of the funniest losses. Obviously, it sucks for you because you lost, obviously, the bet, and you should have won it. But just hearing how bad it went is just like, it's laugh out loud funny. I'm sorry. There's no two ways around it. It was it was horrific. But this was one of the best bets, best gambling bets I've 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 won. That was so exciting. As soon as that ball left his bat, I was like, let's fucking have it. <laughs> it was electric. Mookie gets his sack of cash. With a 12-year extension in L.A. to a tune of $365 million, making him a Dodger for the rest of his career. So, that shirt I have in my closet, pay Mookie 2021, 
No longer going to wear that in public. Can't probably do not, it. Probably not a smart idea. I mean, you can do whatever you want, free country, but you probably shouldn't do that. Just a thought. I don't know. No, now it just looks like a giant waste of money. Uh, six members of the New England Patriots have decided to opt out of the 2020 season, citing COVID-19 concerns. Four of those names you guys might know. Safety, Patrick Chung, Dante Hightower, Marcus Cannon, and Brandon Bolden. And then two other guys you've probably never heard of. After bitching his way out of town in New York and making it pretty obvious that he's not a huge Adam Gase fan, Jamal Adams has been traded to Seattle. The Seahawks in Seattle, obviously, very clear with this move, trying to make another Legion of Boom, trying to relive the, relive the old days. The Seahawks will send safety Bradley McGold? McDougald? McDougal, I think. McDougal? First rounders in 2021 and 2022 and a third round pick in 2021 to New York in exchange for Adams and the Jets fourth round pick in 2022. Hey, at least we don't have to worry about Jamal Adams knocking out mascots anymore. At least we don't have to worry about that. No, I mean, he can still do it. He'll still still do it. Uh, Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. He probably will still do it. What am I talking about? Pete Carroll does not give a damn what any of his players do. And last on the weekly dump, this is added. This is an ad lib. This is what the pros call an ad lib, okay? Delvin Cook reports to camp. Vikings running back arrives at training camp to get COVID-19 tests after holdout rumors. So listen up, Delvin Cook. You're my you're my keeper this year, okay, pal? If we play a football season, I cannot have you screwing around. I got screwed last year with Sony Michelle. You're my guy. I need you to have a hell of a season. So come on. You deserve the money. Hopefully Minnesota gives it to you. But just think about me. Please, that's all I'm asking. That was the weekly dump. Before we get into the rest of the show, I want to talk about our good friends over at Manscaped. Guys, live sports are back, and it's very possible that we may see an NBA playoff matchup between the Clippers and the Nuggets. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure that your Nuggets are as safe as possible when that matchup happens. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for for your grooming experience. Talked about this a bunch now. Jared had his kid. That kid's name might as well be Manscaped because Jared might not have gotten laid. He might not have had sex if it wasn't for Manscaped, if it wasn't for these awesome grooming tools over at Manscaped. The middle name is Electric. Her middle name is Blaze. Should have been Manscaped. Blaze Manscaped. It would have been awesome. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology. Your snags will be reduced. They actually just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. I should have brought it out here. I have it in my bag. It's the best. I'm the worst when it comes to my nails. My girlfriend talks about it all the time. She's always like, your nails are disgusting. We can't we can't have that. So now that I have the Shears, I've actually taken care of them because I see the Manscaped bag. I use the products. And my nails, they're not great, but they, they certainly look better. And you want to look good. You want to look good at all times. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes slash tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Their Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, waterproof cordless body hair trimmer, performance boxer briefs, which I use to golf, and they are perfect for that. You thick-thighed guys, you guys get it. You need good boxer briefs when you're golfing, and they are perfect for that. And a travel bag. For you to use when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver. 
the Crop Preserver's anti-chafing ball deodorant, which ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your ball sticking to your leg. Guys, we've been there. We know that. That sucks. And with the Crop Preserver, that's not going to happen. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls, perfect for midday. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will give your balls a boost. Guys, get 20% off with free shipping with the code COUCHGUIDE20 at manscaped.com. That is COUCHGUIDE20 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code couchguy 20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code couchguy 20 C-O-U-C-H-G-U-Y-2-0. Take your grooming game to the next level with our friends over at Manscaped. Seriously, guys, great products. Great products. Go out we love and use you, the Manscaped. promo code. Yes, we do. We love you guys. You guys have been awesome to us. Manscaped.com. All right, so let's get into the first topic, and it kind of intertwines with the second topic. The Red Sox suck. Yep. Red Sox not good at baseball, and here's the thing: we have anticipated this. The only thing is, I need yo Red Sox fans. Listen, regardless of how you feel about this luxury tax drama, this luxury tax uh, storyline. The Red Sox need to get to the August 31st day. We need this baseball season to happen for another month and three days. We need that to happen because if it doesn't happen, if we play 20 to 15 games, that means the luxury tax doesn't reset. That means we're in the same problem next season as Red Sox fans watching the team not want to get over that $208 million mark. Now, 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 you look at this pitching staff. And it's very obvious what this team is lacking. It's not just starting pitching. It's the bullpen, too. Oh, Al, God. Yep. Al I'm, I'm watching this team. I'm watching this bullpen. They're bringing out guys I've never heard of. And I pay attention to this team like it's my religion. The Red Sox are my favorite team in sports. They're bringing guys out of the dugout I've never heard of before. Tonight, starting, and I've heard of him. But tonight's starting pitcher is Matt Hall. I I don't know. Well, hold on. Hold on. Matt Hall. Renicky likes Matt Hall for some reason. I know you haven't heard of him, Great. but here's, here's, here's the thing. I know I've heard of Matt Hall. I'm not excited to have a Matt Hall start. <laughs> no, I'm not either, but he could pleasantly surprise you. Be honest. Did you know who Josh Ostrich, and I, I don't even know if that's his name, Ostrich, Ostrich. Ostrich. He might as well be Ostrich. I think it's pronounced Ostrich. Yes, because he was in the minors last season, but... He's also somebody that I don't want pitching. Like, I, I have heard of Osage. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I, I've seen the name before. Okay. This this staff, Quags, and you just said it. Like, I've been following it, too. Dreadfully hating every second of it, except for opening night. Opening night was great. Having Nathan Ivaldi go and shove six innings right up the Orioles' ass was fantastic. But that's the only good part that we've seen all season. And also, where's this Red Sox offense that we've been gloating about? I mean, yeah, they, they put out 13 runs in the first game, but then the next three games you have four, which is eh, two, which stinks, and four, which is meh. And tell me this. Besides Bogarts, besides Moreland, maybe Vasquez, and J.D. Martinez the first couple games, where the hell has Andrew Benintendi been? Where the hell He's- is... He's been a major issue. And you, when you go on Twitter during every Red Sox game, if you want to see people just – and it's it's been crazy. Like, And I've seen people go after somebody on the Red Sox a bunch of times. But every time Andrew Benintendi gets up, 
the Twitter eye is so focused in on him right now. And every time he gets out, it's just Andrew Benintendi. You go down your Twitter timeline, Benny, 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 Benny. Because Benny. he has one hit That's and it's it. a bunt. Yeah, he <laughs> can't. One hit and, a bunt. and this is this is a problem. This is this is a major issue, especially when it comes to like the Mookie Betts deal and the Red Sox letting him go. Part of the reason, and and I've been very consistent with this, so don't get my words twisted. But I love Mookie Betts. I was fine with letting him go because my philosophy, my thought process there is I'd rather have three above average to great players, maybe Xander, Rafi, Benny, than one superstar player. I just would think about the long term of this Red Sox team. That's what I would want. I love Mookie. $29 million. That's a bargain. We're going to talk about that too. But Benny right now is not helping that case because he certainly doesn't look like an above average player right now. And he hasn't. And I mean, let's be honest with you. He's disappointed for the past couple of seasons. Yeah, it's I mean, you've got websites now. I think it was like Bosox Injection or something like that that came out and said, like, is Andrew Benintendi like I forget what the exact title of it was. But it was basically saying, is Andrew Benintendi in trouble on this Red Sox team? It's like, I know it's a shortened season. I know he's only got one hit and it's a bunt, but let's pump the brakes a little bit. Now, if we're doing 10 games, which for this season is almost, you know, very close to 20 percent of the season, then we might have something to talk about. But it's like. Let's give him a few more games before we immediately throw him in the trash. And I know that Brianna Peer is a big Benintendi supporter, so I feel Brianna's bad for anybody. Brianna's a massive Benny supporter. <laughs> I know. I know. I feel bad for anybody that gets in her way and talk. I think I saw on Twitter last night, like, there was this dude that said, like, I'll give you a dollar for everything good that Benintendi does. And then yeah. he got the bump base hit and then the steal. And she's like, yeah, $2, please, by the way. I think that, yeah, I think the total only came up to $1. And Brianna's, <laughs> Brianna's blocking people left and right who were talking ill about Andrew Benatendi. Luckily, I think we're safe since we work with her now on Couch Guy. But well, well, you are. I don't know if I am yet. You are. I hope, I hope I'm safe. I hope <laughs> I'm safe. But, I mean, the whole problem, a major issue other than Benatendi, because Benatendi is a big problem. He just is. Especially when you need, he would be a solid solid leadoff hitter, especially when you need a leadoff hitter on this team. He would be a very solid leadoff hitter, but your leadoff hitter has to get on base. That's yeah. the whole, that's the whole goal. It's, you don't, you're not looking for power out of the leadoff spot. Obviously you're just looking for singles. You're looking for we guys are, to get on base. We are this close. And if you, if you're all watching this, you see it. We are this close to having Jose Peraza be the leadoff hitter of this Red Sox team. It's literally that been close. surprisingly good. Yes. And, and hits fastballs that are in the zone and still finds a way to hit, you know, line drive base hits and get another, on base. But another problem, and I mean, you can't shy away from it, is Devers hasn't been great. He's been uh, okay. He's been better than Benny, but he hasn't been great. No, and I've always said with Devers that his thing is he has that long, aggressive swing, which is good because when he makes contact, he hits it a mile. He's got the Vlad swing. It's He's Vladimir got, Guerrero. Yes, literally wild, long and just if he doesn't make contact, if he sees 95 and up, he's he's in big trouble. So I don't know. He needs to pick it up too. They but the in the offense is supposed to be like you brought it up. The offense is supposed to be the strongest part of this team, and they're not showing up. The only way the Red Sox are going to win games this year is if they if if they score more than six runs. Yes. And that's that's still you might not win. This the pitching all around is so bad. I just can't imagine the Red Sox. Hey, I mean, the 16 teams might help them actually squeak into the playoffs, but 
I don't even know if they're going to be in the top 16. I don't even, I can't even say that with a guarantee. You can't, they're not, that. No. they're not a good baseball team. They don't deserve to be in the playoffs. No, I love the, this team, but they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. They don't have the talent. They're going to get smoked in the playoffs. And and the funny part is, is on into the triangle, Jared and I were talking and we were convincing ourselves. Okay. After you got like the Yankees, the Rays, I think it was like the Indians, the A's and the Astros, the Red Sox could be like six, seven and eight. Now we're looking at it and it's like, oh, okay. Maybe this team isn't as good as we thought they were. Maybe this team won't go out and hit the crap out of the ball and score 10 runs a game like we were all hoping. And the pitching staff, like we're going back to it for a second. Besides Nathan Evaldi, Quags, do you ever feel comfortable with any starter on the mound? So I was just going to bring up two names. And I feel like they were a big part in this mood change. Because after game one, you would have thought the Red Sox, everybody was like, okay, this team actually has a legit chance putting up those kind of numbers, 13-2. to two. Great, the offense is there. But – now that we're here and we're at this point, you look at Martin Perez and Ryan Weber, two guys who you need to have good seasons. It's not a question about can they have mediocre seasons. They have to have play out of their ass seasons. And they both got smoked. I mean, Martin Perez, four earned runs. Ryan Weber on Sunday, he looked like a guy who doesn't belong in the majors. He looks like a guy who... Potentially, you could put in the bullpen, but as a starting pitcher on the Boston no. Red Sox, not going to happen. Another starting question, though. Zach Godley came in and on shoved Monday and shoved it. Four innings, zero runs. I love the guy's energy. That you see pitchers walk off the mound, he runs to the dugout. Every, not every only time. that, not only that, he grunts after every single pitch, so you know he's going he's going balls out every pitch. You love that right. in Boston. He's got starting experience. It seems like you have a guy who could be, I mean, you don't really have five starting pitchers anyway, but he seems like a guy who could be at least a, a somewhat decent number five. And another question I have is where is Brian Johnson? I know he got bounced from the, from the major league roster, but that's a guy who has proven that he can be a major league starter when you need him to not a regular guy, but when you need him to. And I mean, Al, I don't, I don't know if you've noticed, but they need him. Uh, yeah, they do. And which I can't believe I'm saying, I know. And first of all, we need to do a wellness check on Lauren Campbell, because I know that's her guy. And she was probably rip shit about not having Brian Johnson in that rotation. But the question that I have to ask, and I'm sure you're asking the same thing, Quags is who else do you go to? I mean, who can, like, I am, I don't know about you. Where's Henry Owens? Uh, no, th- I'm going to pretend you didn't bring him back. I'm going to pretend you didn't even say that name, but for real, you have Ivaldi, who, as long as he stays healthy, he'll be very efficient for you. Rodriguez. We don't know if he's coming back. He's probably not going to be back this year with the way he's going Perez Weber. And then I don't know about you, but I'm getting so sick and tired of seeing these openers come in, throw maybe two or three innings, give up four runs. And then it's the next guy's turn. So it was Josh Osich who started, and then, like, who came in? Dylan something? Dylan Coe something? Was it? Uh, but, but I actually just had the ESPN stats up. Hold on. Uh, Jeffrey Springs. Who? who? Like, That's like, what who, I mean. I don't. Who are we talking about here? It, the only, like, it's it's crazy watching this bullpen because they're just they're just parading. Just like the sausage vendor coming out of the stands. The guy who's sweeping the hallways. They're bringing everybody out and just throwing them on the pitcher's mound. And then you see a guy like Keith Embry and you're like, oh, hey, great. 
excellent. Uh, it, it, a guy we know. And, and it's yeah. like they have like a it's like they have a dartboard and they're all the names are on the dartboard. It's like, all right, we're just going to throw it. See, it sticks. OK, uh, Philip Valdez. All right. You're going in. All right. Throw another one. Heath Embry. OK, go ahead. in. it's like it, it feels like you and I could do a better job of just trying to piece it together than Ron Renicky is showing right now with this pitching staff. It's just it's gotten that bad. So I would I would actually like to bring up uh, Valdez. I've ne- he's somebody else never really heard of before. He's 28 years old. I don't. I've, I kind of like what he's doing out there. And this is this this 60 game season is going to be all just about seeing what you have really because again this team's not this is not a World Series caliber team. And I mean frankly I think the Red Sox knew that going into it. I think I think the Red Sox proved that they were giving up on this team a while ago anyway. But just you're, you're looking at things you have. I, Valdez, I, he's somebody you should keep an eye on. Yeah. I think that he actually has a legitimate chance to be somewhat productive coming out of the bullpen. We've already seen him, what, two times now? I think it's twice, yeah. And he looked pretty good on Monday night. But regardless, I mean, the Red Sox overall, they, they it's, it's going to be – thank God it's only a 60-game season. Yes. Here's a name to keep an eye on. Now, let me ask you this. Mike fulton or however you say it, from Atlanta – Got designated for assignment the other day. With a 60-game season, with all the uncertainty, do you take a chance, take a flyer? Time Bloom is signing everybody and anybody landing on that waiver wire. I almost want to put money down that they will sign that guy immediately. Dude, That's what, dude. Heim Bloom is signing everybody for cheap money. Did you? Did I don't know if you saw this, but did you see uh, Section 10 put out the tweet that was like, "All seriousness, anybody that can pitch, please send them our way." Did you see that tweet yeah. at all? Yeah. I literally, I literally messaged them back, and so you know, you know this. I coach travel baseball. I had a kid throw a no hitter for my older team, and I'm like, "You want him? I'll give you him. I'll give him a call right now." That means seeing, not seeing these other guys in the game. Dude, at this point, you might as well. Seriously. <laughs> so, but you talk about the offense, and I still think. Losing Mookie Betts, let's get into the Mookie Betts situation because this re-sparked everything. Everybody's upset at the Red Sox ownership, blah, 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 whatever. I get it. And I get why you're upset. I get why people are upset. People love Mookie Betts. He's one of the best talents that's ever come out of this farm system. And realistically, you would love to get him on your team for his entire career, much like the Dodgers did. And people are bringing up, the, okay, well, he really didn't want to be here because he turned down that 30-10 deal that the Red Sox offered him, which would have given him 30 a year. But – that was a fake deal by the Red Sox, and people have to understand that the Red Sox knew he would not take that deal because pre-COVID, I don't think Mookie Betts takes this deal from the Dodgers if it weren't for COVID because he knows after this season, it was a smart move by Mookie because he knows after this season, the money that he was probably going to get probably wasn't going to be on the table. $35 million, nope. $36, $37 million a season. That's probably not going to be there. So to get a 12-year contract, which... I mean, $29 million a year, that's a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. It's a smart move by him to take that money. So I think COVID pushed him into doing that contract. Now, I don't think it had anything to do with Boston. I think that if he were in Boston, if he were in Boston this year, and they offered him the 30-10 again, he might take it. But that's the thing. That was a fake contract by the Red Sox, because you know what the Red Sox like to do, Al? We've seen him for years. They did it with John Lester. We offered him a contract. He didn't want to be here. This is on Mookie. That's not on us. They love to lowball. They love to lowball and make it to, seem like, okay, yeah. we tried our best, but in real, in all reality, 
they didn't try their best. What was the final number on Mookie's contract? I know it was 12 years. Was it 365? Was that the final number? Okay. So you're getting right around, you know, 29, like you said, 29, 30 million a year. Did you, honest to God, think, realistically, taking away your bias toward the Red Sox, because I know you and I are both very big red and passionate Red Sox fans. Did you really think Mookie was going to come back? You know I thought they I thought they had a legitimate chance because the luxury tax thing, again, a lot of people don't believe that's a problem. A lot of people think that's just the Red Sox using that as an excuse. I think it is a problem. I think that I, the luxury tax penalties were going to be astronomical for this team this year. So they want to reset them. And guess what, guys? Every team does it. Sorry that you don't believe that, but every team does it. The New York Yankees did it a few years ago. So it happens. They're just trying to reset the luxury tax, and I get that part of it. So you had to move on from Mookie Betts. Fine, because now you can go out and you can give these big contracts to pitching that you're going to need. There's guys who are going to be on the on the market this offseason. Maybe a guy like Trevor Bauer, who's bouncing back and has a pretty good relationship, from what I've seen, at least on Twitter, with Jared Carabas. And this might sound crazy. I think Carabas actually does have some leeway when it comes to players. I think so, too. So I'll give you this, okay? Let me say one thing about Mookie, and then I got something for you that I think you're really going to like. I thought that there was a very small, and when I mean small, I mean maybe a 5% chance that Mookie comes back just because we knew, everybody knew it, Mookie was going to take the most money. That's what he was going to do. No question about it. Were the Red Sox maybe going to throw out an actual offer? We don't know now. We are never going to know that answer. But if I had to put money on it and you too, they probably weren't going to. And they were going to have a team like the Dodgers or the Padres or Yankees, whoever, Go out and give him more money to try to lure him into a long-term contract. That's what the Dodgers did. Now, with that being said, I do have a little bit of a plan to get this team better next year. A foolproof plan. And I know you're yes. smiling. So here, so here's here's your steps. Number one, like you just said, sign Trevor Bauer. One-year deal. One-year prove-it deal. That bolsters up your rotation right I don't there. think he's going to do a prove-it deal. He might. He's, he's proven it right now in Cincinnati. But he'll still sign one-year deals. He's been known to sign these one-year deals for whatever reason. If you want to sign him to a two-year deal or like a guaranteed one year and then maybe a club option or a player option second year, sign him to a short-term deal. Okay, fine. Yep. I'm fine with Trevor Bauer on this team next season. I think he would be a good number two. Here's a name that nobody is talking about to bolster up your bullpen. Alex Colomay. He's going to be a free agent next year. There is there is some decent bullpen help there hitting is. the free agent market this offseason. Another name, another name to look out for, Blake Trenian. Dodgers. Now, I know the Dodgers can pay him, but if the Red Sox want to be aggressive and that luxury tax resets, you and I both know that this lineup is a very good lineup. It's probably in the American League when it's all said and done, at least in the American League, a top five lineup. Go out and get the pitching. Go out That's and what get, they need. Go out look, and get Bauer. Go get Colome if you can. Maybe try to lure Trenian away from the Dodgers. Then that can be your eight nine right there, whichever you know, whichever way you want to use them. And then, <laughs> so this is something. How would you feel? Ready for this one? This this is the wild move that Fiesta Powder and I of Legends Lingo all talked about. How would you feel about Frankie Lindor coming in here and playing second base for the Boston Red Sox? I don't hate it. I don't think I don't think it's feasible, but I don't think it's feasible. But 
what happens to Jeter Downs? You give him a couple more years to develop. Give him a couple more. Or you can, or use him in a trade package to try to get relief pitching. You could do that. It, if, if you could bring in Francisco Lindor, I mean, go for it. And not only I that, love that. And, I, and I'll give, I'll give Fiesta credit for that. Cause that was his idea. And then the obvious, if you want more outfield help, there's one other name that you know is out there next year, and you got to try to make a run at him if you want that outfield additional help. Who's out? Who? George Springer. George Springer. My, my problem with the George Springer, because I've had that thought too. And Jackie, Jack, I, don't, I don't know if Jackie's going to be on this team beyond this year. I think they, if, if, if it's me, and everybody who knows me knows I'm not a Jackie Bradley guy. But the smart thing to do would be get rid of Jackie Bradley's contract, trade it for any sort of pitching you can get. And unless the Red Sox like make a complete overhaul this offseason, you know J.D. Martinez is probably walking out the door, especially if the universal DH continues past 2020. You know he's probably out the door. So, so Jackie is a free agent after this season. So he'll probably walk. And yet, if you, you've got the money at this point, you can put George Springer in center field, and he would definitely be a defensively no, but he'll be an offensive step up from Jackie Bradley Jr. And oh, here's yeah. my here's another thing about the Mookie Betts trade that people are just overlooking. Alex Verdugo, the guy's got a, a checkered past, and I said this last week. I don't. Every time I talk about this guy, I'm I can't. I just I it's I, it's gonna be tough to talk about it without bringing that stuff up. You can't just keep on going back to it. But from a baseball perspective, yep, he's a damn good baseball player. Yes, he is. And you got him back in the Mookie Betts deal. And he's certainly a step down from Mookie. Mookie is one of the top two, top three players in, in Major League Baseball today. But you got a solid replacement in right field. And if you could put George Springer next to him, and if Ben Benintendi shows up, well, then you've got a damn good team offensively and you have a good team offensively now and you have him for three more years on his current contract yes for cheap money yes for cheap money so yeah yeah maybe add yeah okay maybe you add and again you're gonna have the money next season you maybe add an offensive piece and you also you gotta go for the pitching you gotta go for the bullpen and you gotta go for the for at least one good starter Trevor Bauer is obvious. He's the obvious name at the top of the list. And then you got to bolster the hell out of that bullpen. And there's one other, there's one other starter that me personally, I would at least take a flyer on and talk to his agent. For me, that's Marcus Stroman. Cause he's going to be a free agent after this year too. He's pitched in the American league East in the past. He knows the division. He's proven. I he just can pitch don't think he games. likes the Red Sox. <laughs> I don't think so either, but Hey, listen, you and I both know money talks. So the True. Red Sox, the Red Sox give him a contract he can't refuse. He might view Boston just a little bit differently. And then if you, I'm just saying hypothetically, if you added Stroman and Bauer, then next season you can go in with a rotation of Sale when he gets back right around the All-Star break, and in no particular order. Sale, Eovaldi, Rodriguez, Stroman, and Bauer. Now you're telling me that pitching staff isn't a big improvement from the last couple seasons we've seen? Anything is a big improvement. Very true. That, that is very valid. Here's another name, and he plays for the Yankees right now. James Paxson will be a free agent, too. So he's yep. somebody else you can take a look at. And he's not great, but he's good. You can throw him in the middle of that starting rotation. It's just, you just got to improve it. 
And Tanaka, um, too. Tanaka, too. He's a free agent after this year, too. And Tanaka, too. So, moving on now to the Marlins and COVID. <laughs> what are we doing, guys? Yeah, I said this in the weekly dump. But, Al, what the fuck are we doing? You it's- have three guys test positive for COVID, and you know that? And you let a group text decide that you're going to play baseball that day? And now you've got 17 positive cases on the Marlins between coaches and players. Florida being Florida, man. What else can you say? That's just, that's Florida. I mean, what are we doing? That's another thing. Get these teams out of Florida, Arizona, and Texas. Have them play somewhere else. Get them out of those states. Because this is what happens. They literally... We're talking about moving the Yankees to go play Baltimore now. We're having the Phillies quarantine. We're having the Marlins quarantine. You can't even go to the Phillies visiting clubhouse because that's where the Marlins were. They infected everything. Who knows what they were touching and spitting on all over the place. Al, this season, and again, we need August 31st, Red Sox fans. Red Sox fans, I know we enjoy baseball. Okay, I'm talking directly to you. I love baseball. I love that it's on my TV. And this is a good, this is kind of relaxing because I'm watching this team now. I don't have high expectations for them, so I'm just enjoying a nice baseball game. I don't expect them to win. I'm just watching. They lost to the bona fide AAA team, Baltimore Orioles. I mean, that is two out of three. That is insane. But I don't have any high expectations for these guys, so it's been nice to watch. 60-game season. Okay, great. If the team's going to suck, you want it during a 60-game season, but we just need August 31st. Give me a month of baseball, and I'm good. But with the way things are trending right now, we are five days in to the baseball season. This we've is going to be the first two, game tonight right now. We've got two entire teams quarantined. Oh, my God. Yep. yep. We're it's, five days in. I will say, your hat does look like the Rick Porcell hat, so it looks like you're out there playing in this right now, too. Dude, it's, <laughs> With the it's way. taking a beating golfing. It, it literally looks like Rick Porcello's hat. I think it was, what year was that? I think it was 2018. 2018. Yeah, well, yeah, with this hat. Uh, sorry, I, I just had to bring that up. But, like, it's bad right now. And the fact that we're, like you said, five days in, two teams quarantined, and one I should, one big case of talking about canceling this season, baseball's in a lot of trouble. The NFL's in a lot of trouble, which we talked about earlier. And the NBA and NHL have never looked any smarter for what they've done. I mean, it, it, we've known this for a while. Adam Silver's the best commissioner yes. of sports he and just, gary bettman's is. actually doing his job yeah bettman maybe not so much but like that like good job you guys like you put him in the bubble and i get why you can't do that with like the nfl the nfl has 53 men on a roster i get that but baseball you could have done something like they were talking they were talking about different plans that were actually looking pretty good they had different they were talking about different plans and this is back when florida wasn't really getting smoked the way they are now but having you play in Florida, Arizona, and Texas. So they were having these players be basically just all together. And there was limited travel, all of that. But they decided not to. The players didn't want to do that. So now we've got the Miami Marlins are just quarantined. They are completely quarantined. We're canceling baseball games. I'm worried that this is going to end. And Rob Manfred... They had a meeting yesterday. Rob Manfred's like, yep, we're just going to keep on going. But I can't imagine that we're going to finish this baseball season. I can't. 
five days in, we've got an entire team quarantined. Get us to September, get the luxury tax penalties underneath, and then we're good. That's it. And you mentioned the NFL. The NFL is looking at this right now shaking. The NFL is looking at this right now like, how do we not have a backup plan? Because the NFL doesn't. They don't have a backup plan. And you look at the New England Patriots. Six guys have already opted out. Dante Hightower announced. So this is July 28th. We just had an avalanche of play, an avalanche of players opting out today. Dante Hightower had a kid in July, much like Jared Skelly. Dante Hightower and Jared Skelly are much of the, they're basically the same person. Dante <laughs> had a kid. He opted out of the season because of that, because of coronavirus. Doesn't you know? Marcus Cannon. Right, right, right. right. Mark, Marcus Cannon, cancer survivor. His yep. immune system's compromised. He backed out of the season, understandably. Brandon Bolden, he opted out. Patrick Chung, safety, he opted out. One thing they all have in common, Super Bowl champions already. They've got money. They're fine. Um, Now, somebody else I anticipate to back out is going to be David Andrews. And I've been talking about this now for weeks. David Andrews had a blood clot in his lung last year. And was forced to miss the entire season. He's somebody who can't get COVID. He cannot get COVID. There was actually a report that came out. It might have been Mike Reese. I'm not entirely sure, but I don't think Andrews is opting out. I think he's planning on playing in 2020. I mean, I know. Still, I saw that. I saw that report. I don't buy it. Well, put yeah. I mean, put it this way. From a purely football perspective, if you have David Andrews and Marcus Cannon out, and then you have to rely on Isaiah Wynn, Joe Tooney, and then not uh, Shaq Mason. And then you got to like rotate the other positions in. And we have uh, your boy, Mark Marshall Newhouse come in and uh... <laughs> Marshall Newhouse. The fact that he is a free agent and the Patriots might end back up with Marshall Newhouse is the most 2020 thing of all time. Yeah. I thought Marshall Newhouse was out of my life, but this guy might end up on the right side. Now he might end up as the right tackle for this team this season. And that is just going to be, if there is a football season, I mean, if there is an actual season, you're telling me Cam Newton's going to be excited or Jared Stidham or whoever the quarterback's going to is, is going to be excited to know that two vital pieces of the line are gone for the whole year. And talk Not about great, Quags. Not great. Talking about that. I mean, you look on the defensive side of the ball, you lose Dante Hightower. You've got one player coming back from your linebacking court from last season, Juwan Bentley. That's it. Hightower's gone. Landon Roberts is gone. Kyle Van Noy is gone. Yeah. That linebacking core is just depleted. And I get it. Okay. They don't play the same position. But you had a lot of money open up in cap space. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? You go get Jadavion Clowney because if you don't have a choice now. Absolutely. Go out and get him. Actually, so not only that, right? You go out and get Clowney. So this is another, again, I will give credit where credit's due. Fiesta came up with this, and I, I think it's very, very smart. Sign Clowney to a multi-year deal. Extend Gilmore. Extend J.C. Jackson. And then next year, next offseason, you know who you bring in if Cam Newton decides to come back for another year? Jonathan Stewart. <laughs> no. OBJ. I mean, it would be it would be an electric factory of a team. It would be. It would be awesome. Because then next year, you'd have – I mean, if Edelman – I think Edelman's on the last year of his deal, isn't he? 
or does he have another year after? Edelman's think- never leaving this team. As long as he plays football, he's playing for the Patriots. Yeah. So you have Edelman, you'd have OBJ, the two tight ends, you'd have obviously the the backs. Like it still would be an exciting team to watch. It really would be. It'll be an exciting team this year to watch. And honestly, my my whole thing is with this team is you, as long as Bill Belichick's there. I've got faith that this team can do something. I don't have any faith in the AFC East. I've said this a million times now. Josh Allen, cool, you got Stephon Diggs. He has to throw the ball for Stephon Diggs to catch it. It yes. has to be it has to be in the area of Stephon Diggs to catch the football if he's going to be useful. Yes. And Okay? Yes. Bill Belichick, as long as he's the head coach of this team, and you've got, you don't have a schlub behind center. You've got Cam Newton. Right. This team is going to win the AFC East. You, you would think. And the funniest part, and I don't even know if you know this, but one of the podcasts on the network, Small State Big Takes, their guy is Josh Allen. And they will go, a few of them, their guy is Josh Allen. They'll go to the ends of the earth. But meanwhile, the realists in the room are saying, wait a minute. Like you just said, yeah, you got Stefan Diggs. That's a great target to have. But you got to be able to throw, like you said, you got to throw the ball to him. And you got to be able to get the ball to him in big situations. And you don't think when the Bills play the Patriots, they're not going to have Gilmore all over Diggs. He will have him locked up. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, that's great, but you still got to get him the ball. And you still got to... People forget that Josh Allen, if I'm correct, he blew a 16... Not him individually... But the Bills blew a 16-0 lead in the divi- in the wild card round last year. It looked the like they were going to win that game. Yeah, it did. And I was going to have to hear it. And I was just like, no, Josh Allen's not going to win this. The Texans came back and won it. So, with these, with these six players leaving the Patriots this season, opting out, it's a major hit, especially on the offensive line. Losing Marcus Cannon is huge. But it's still serviceable. It's still doable. This team can still, probably still, will win the AFC East. You'd, hope, you'd think at this point, two against the Jets, two against the Dolphins, split with the Bills, you go 5-1 and one in the division. I'm just saying, if you if you can. You know, you've, still it, got, you've still got a hell, a hell of a schedule, though. Well, crazy schedule. Well, how crazy is it, though, when you really break it down? Break it down for a second. Bad. No, no, no. Break it down for a second. There are games on there. The Seahawks are bad. The Ch- at Seattle and at Kansas City. Listen, I'm expecting. I don't think the Seahawks are bad. No, 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 no. You're not listening to me. What I'm saying is, I mean bad in the sense for the Patriots. Like those are oh, going to be okay. tough games. Those are going to be tough games. But you take a look at some of the other out of divisional games. The Raiders, not that great. The Chargers, they're rebuilding. The Rams, they were down last year trying to think the Cardinals they're still trying to find their identity and they have some young pieces in place I know they trade for DeAndre I know that but there's still some teams in that schedule where you look at it and it's like okay even with everything going on you'd still think the Patriots should take care of business against those teams you gotta hope but then you gotta go through the Chiefs the 49ers the Texans and the Ravens the well the Texans the Texans trade away DeAndre Hopkins like they look they're a dumpster fire as it is that's true, but I love Deshaun Watson. No, I do too. And the 49ers, everybody forgets about this. I'm not saying the Patriots are better than the 49ers, but the Patriots are going to be coming off a bye week, and they're at home against San Francisco. They got a full week to prepare. They could make it a game. And Bill Belichick knows Jimmy G. He yes. knows his tendencies. He knows what he's going to do. 
Yes. So that's why I'm saying before we say, oh, my God, the schedule, let's really break it down and see what we have in front of us before we say, oh, my God. We're getting closer to the season Couch Guy Sports podcast episode number 167. A hell of a lot of episodes. Guys, go to the CouchGuysports.com podcast tab. We've got a million podcasts now. We just added a new one, the Chasers Sports Gambling Podcast. Guys, go check that out. Go to the YouTube channel. BSV's Block List is doing huge numbers. Great show. This episode two was very, very good. Love it. Brianna is killing it. Guys, go check that out. And also go subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. And go check out Twitch, you dummies. Go check out Twitch. We've got Waleed. We've got Yeba. Awesome Twitch streamers, guys. Go check that out. And with Did the Twitch. Anything? Yes, and with the Twitch. If you have Amazon Prime, go subscribe to the Twitch channel for free. You Literally get it just free. Subscribe. It's free, you idiots. It's free. Go it subscribe for free. It does help us out. We're not going to lie. But go do it. You got Amazon Prime. It's a free subscription. So just go take care of that. And keep also, looking at the YouTube channel, too, because we're going to keep having stuff. And we're adding we're adding new shows too, and a new show is going to be coming hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Couch Guys Sports Podcast 167 in the books, guys. Rate and subscribe on iTunes; it's a massive help. And I guess that's really it. And follow us on all social media; it's pretty easy to find us. Couch Guys Sports. We'll talk to you next week, guys. Maybe with Jared, maybe not with Jared. We'll figure that out then. Guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. See you guys. Oh wait, shit.